You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody, it's me, Joe Thrash and Kill You're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show I'm joined today by the good and golden boy, the internet sweetheart You know him, you love him He's 365 days of horror, or as I like to call him, Jordan Jordan, how are you? I'm good. You're sounding uh, a bit better than last week. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I, uh, I I think I did have COVID, by the way, because I realized all of my home tests had expired. Uh, yeah, and I um, lost my taste and smell for... They're, they're not really back. <laughs> mm, that looked not so good. Yeah, probably, probably not great. Uh, I went to the gym yesterday and Felt like I had been smoking dozens of packs a day for a while. So probably got like ice cream scoops, you know, taken out of my lungs right now. Not great. Don't recommend it. Anyway, it's fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. The usual. Getting through winter and that's about it. Nothing fancy. Nothing fancy? Yeah. Um, I indulged myself uh, yesterday, aside from the stupid gym thing, because I was so wiped from it. I uh, I sat down and I had a day where I did nothing else but watch movies. Have you, you ever do that? Just like, all right, from start to finish, it's just going to be, let's get through a bunch of things on the catalog. It's most weekends for me, to be honest. Really? Okay. Yeah. This is, a, this is a rare thing for me, but like when I, I felt like I fully indulged and I feel so good about it right now, you know? What did you see? Uh, I started off with uh, David O. Russell's uh, American Hustle, which I had never seen before. It was fine. It's okay. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is great as a um, uh, BPD lady. <laughs> you ever see that one? Um, I think so. Is that the Abscam movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. That was Jennifer Lawrence desperately trying to win an Oscar. Movie. And uh, yeah, I don't think anybody won anything for that one. No, uh, I followed it up with one that was uh, clearly, you know, uh, just made for the words, uh, my left foot, which I'd only heard as like a joke, you know, <laughs> from Family Guy. Yeah, or like The Simpsons. But uh, this it was good. It was a really good movie. Like the thing it's, that uh, people, Daniel Day Lewis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that people had said was really good for decades. Turns out it was. <laughs> It turns out not everyone was irony poisoned years ago. <laughs> when they said something was good, it was actually good. They weren't just, their brains weren't just all scrambled and like, this awful thing is great. This is my life now. Yeah. No, it's it legitimately the uh, kindest depiction of like uh, poor working class Irish people I think I've ever seen in film. Uh, so very unexpected for me. Uh, highly recommended. Um, followed that up with uh, Sexy Beast. You ever seen that one? Early two- no, I don't know that one. I think that was 1999, maybe 2000, uh, English film uh, made by the guy, director that did uh, Under the Skin, which I really liked, and now has a zone of interest in the theaters. It's a, like a crime movie that's surrealistic. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Uh, and then followed it up with Asteroid City, uh, Wes Anderson's latest movie. Uh, I don't know anything about that movie other than seeing people post pictures about it. But whenever I hear the name, I just think of the Andrew W.K. song, New York City, where he goes, I love love Asteroid Asteroid City. City. Oh, yeah. yeah. Asteroid Asteroid City. City. Yeah, that's that's all I can think about. Uh, I'm I'm not a Wes Anderson fan, so. I kind of tuned out after a while. I liked, uh, you know, uh, 
Rushmore and uh, uh, the Royal Tenenbaums, and then I felt like it was, uh, you know, uh, d diminishing returns after that. But I really liked this one. It's a beautiful film. Uh, I mean, to look at, it's a great looking thing to see. Uh, based on that alone, I got to highly recommend it. So you just put it on mute and just put on soundscape music so you can look at it but not listen to it? I mean, like, whoever does the um, the sound editing for Wes Anderson movies, like, they, they're really good at it. So, like, the entire movie, there's, like, you know, Marty Robbins and, like, Tennessee Ernie Ford and stuff in the background. So it's like, you know, this is worth listening to as well. Uh, the actual story itself, eh, I don't know, but it is a it's a beautiful film that sounds good. So let's go with that. Mm. Uh, so I feel rejuvenated to get back into the fucking minds of heavy metal discourse, uh, having had this uh, this distraction uh, and then actually the ability to engage with art instead of what we do. <laughs> You're saying what we talk about isn't high art. You know, maybe it could be, but this week, it's certainly not. This week, you know, we notice themes uh, throughout. You know, we we pick out uh, the ones and zeros from the ether. You know, this one's a blonde. This one's a redhead. This week is financial crimes. <laughs> we're just, we're, our brains are rotten from the conspiracy episode. So now we're seeing things that aren't there, but actually are there. They, they are. I, th I think that they are there. I think that people will find that even if we didn't mean for this to be a themed one, it is definitely a themed one. So uh, we have several uh, chunky pieces to bite into here. Uh, and I would like to leave it up to you. Where, where would you like to start with this? Uh, we could talk about this one that uh, I thought was funny and actually ties very well into our Patreon episodes. Ooh. This month and uh, in the next couple of months, patreon.com slash toilet of hell. How do you like that synergy? Getting the That's, plugs in early. We did it. We actually did it. <laughs> Subscribe. Give us money now. I'm talking uh, about Nuclear Blast on the Patreon. We are doing our label ball episodes where we take over a record label, kick out the bands we don't like, begrudgingly accept the bands we don't like, but make money, and then talk about the ones we do like. And... That fits in with this story. I came across this post earlier this week and went, huh. Yeah. Nuclear Blast tweeted out, and I've seen this a, a few times on their social medias, but haven't really looked into it because it just looks so silly. We've unveiled 1,666 avatars on At The Sandbox Game, mm -hmm. liberated from the underworld, poised to unleash chaos and wreak havoc, fire emoji. Get your hands on these nefarious entities now. And included with that post is a 30-second video clip of metal versions of what looks like Minecraft characters. Yeah, it, it looks to be a very, very shitty game. <clears throat> um, I, I realize that, you know, you don't need to have, like, high graphical fidelity to make an engaging game or whatever, but, like... You and I have been around enough. You can take a look at say something and say like, oh, this is fucking shovelware. <laughs> yeah, these are blocky, Lego-y looking characters that are what your grandmother thinks when you mention heavy metal. They have little devil horns. Right. They have skull faces. It's all very silly looking. But after seeing them, I'm like, well, I got to know what this is because they're pushing it in, in such a ridiculous way with the 1,666 avatar thingies. It's like, all right, fine. Tell me what this is. So, so I mean, like, 
we do have several red flags that pop up here. You and I have seen enough of these, you know, scams that it's like, okay, limited number, right? Unique experience, right? Um, be one of the the few to get in on this. It's like, um, is this an NFT scam? And it yeah, is. Yes, it is <laughs> is an NFT scam. Uh I will say uh the, the the team over at Nuclear Blast, uh, the PR lady for Nuclear Blast, made a huge mistake by sending us a press release for this as well. <laughs> to be fair, all of the PR people make mistakes sending us things. And <laughs> in this case, we, we do have to talk about the ridiculous things like a Shredders or any one of these little quick buck scams, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> to make some money while using the good name of a popular heavy metal record label. Right. And now I, I got to say that this is squarely on nuclear blast. This is not like something that they got roped into. Uh, they Their team made the decision to get in bed with this the sandbox uh, and then send us press releases and put out promotional tweets about it, which I got to say, maybe do this quietly and shamefully instead of proudly. Yeah, uh, don't show it to people who watch this stuff like a hawk and have a big laugh out of it. Yeah. Uh, so where do you where do you want where do you want to start? Where do you want to dive in here with uh, the sandbox? We could first start off with the link that Nuclear Blast provided that's specific towards what they're doing. OK, OK, sounds good. Become a blast head and step into a world of pure awesomeness. Ah, oh, that sounds fucking great, man. I can't wait to become a blast head and uh, if, step into a world of pure awesomeness. That sounds you, so cool. If you have a blast head, you should see a dermatologist. <laughs> Heavy metal label Nuclear Blast Records has teamed up with the Sandbox to open the metaverse gates of hell. Oh, cool. That's awesome, man. I fucking love the metaverse. The result, the Blastheads Avatar Collection. These 1,666 avatars have escaped from the underworld, set on turning the metaverse into the metalverse. Fuck. Each character comes packed with unique designs, custom moves, in-game benefits like VIP quests and areas, NFTs, and opportunities to win sand exclamation point celebrate your passion for metal in the sandbox by grabbing a blast heads today. What the fuck? God damn. So I buy an avatar and I can get custom moves with that avatar. Uh, so I maybe like my guy can throw Hadoukens or like he gets a shotgun and I get bonus NFTs with it possibly exclusive areas of this video game in the metaverse it sounds too good to be true what's the catch jordan last heads the sandbox avatar collection unleash the power of raw metal Ugh. snag rocking gear Ugh. and embark on a wild journey through the sandbox as a blasthead avatar holder you're invited to epic transformation events where your avatar becomes the ultimate metal powerhouse be the life of the Blasthead party and join the Blasthead crew today. Release your inner demons. Become one of the baddest looking characters in the entire sandbox as you journey through a brand new universe packed with surprises. Join, on on be, the, be the life of the Blasthead party. Uh, Jordan, I don't, I, I don't know if we ever talked about it on the show. My first degree I actually got was in advertising. Like I, uh, 
did a, a basically an art school program, like learning how to write and, uh, you know, design ads and stuff like that. And I think that if you had put out anything similar to uh, what we just read here, uh, they would have kicked you out of school. <laughs> what, you don't like buzzwords on top of buzzwords on top of buzzwords? So you have every appeal all in one go right here. Be the life of the party. Don't miss out, et cetera, et cetera. So you got to focus on one thing. But that's what you have to do here when you are just lashing out, trying to grab anything, throwing shit at the wall, seeing what will stick, because you are not selling anything that's real whatsoever. This is um, this is dire stuff, man. This feels like uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, where they only have a set number of people that can get into heaven, but they're yeah. still trying to recruit you. This is you're the be the life of the party, but only one thousand six hundred and sixty six people are allowed in the party. Yeah, only uh, yeah, it's a it's, god. So. <clears throat> It says here at the end of this press release that we got about the sandbox, <clears throat> the sandbox, a, a subsidiary of Animoca brands, which, mm. you know, we love Animoca brands. Here. The umbrella corporation. Right. Is one of the decentralized virtual worlds that has been fueling the recent growth of virtual real estate demand. Having partnered with major brands, including Warner Music Group, Ubisoft, the Rabbids, Cut the Rope, Tony Hawk, Gucci Vault, The Walking Dead, Snoop Dogg, Adidas, Dead Mouse, Steve Aoki, The Smurfs, Care Bears, and Atari. And I feel like half of those are regular villains on this show, are they not? <laughs> yeah, Avenge Sevenfold's on there. Hell's Kitchen, something called Blonde-ish. I have no idea. Building on the existing Sandbox IP that has more than 40 million global installs on mobile. Mm. Uh, I mean, how many of those are malware? Malware, I got to ask. Or were they uh, automatically included like a U2 album that nobody wanted? Yeah. The Sandbox Metaverse offers players and creators a decentralized and intuitive platform to create immersive 3D worlds and game experiences and to safely store, trade, and monetize their creations. So, um, that sounds bad. Does it not? Everything about it, everyone involved, sounds like we want <clears throat> nothing to do with it. Let me, let me just read the pitch here that we got. Uh, the new year starts with a blast for all metalheads, tech nerds, and everyone yearning to dive headfirst into 2024 with a virtual adventure. Now, is that something that you had as a New Year's resolution that you wanted to dive headfirst into a virtual adventure? I don't think that was in the top 10 of my New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I was like, I need to read more books <laughs> and I need to be better about texting my friends back, things like that. <laughs> Lose weight, talk to your family more. Nah, yeah. nah, play the sandbox game. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Nuclear Blast is thrilled to announce an exciting collaboration with the Sandbox. Both diehards and newcomers are invited to embark on a journey into a virtual world dedicated to metal culture and gaming, Blast Valley. The land hosted within the Sandbox is the ultimate realm for metal huts, including a giant scene at the heart of a volcano, a vinyl factory, secret crypts. <laughs> yeah, and a of all the places you can go in a... In a fantastical world, a volcano and then a vinyl factory. Yeah. 
secret crypts, and of course, a bar. Of course. I just, I just want to say, like, of course, a bar. I know that th this product doesn't exactly know who it's marketing to, but if you're looking at this, it does look like a game for babies. So maybe like a bar is not the most appropriate thing. But what do I know? I Because who the fuck is this possibly for? Players from all around the world are invited to unite and participate in the most important quests of their lives. Hey. To revive the power of metal within Blast Valley, guided by the Keeper of the Land and Guardian of the Metal Spirit, the Reaper, the main quest, once accepted, is to explore every corner of the land to complete a series of tasks to bring the metal energy back. Following its launch, Blast Valley will evolve through time and welcome in new events such as virtual gigs, avatar collection launch, and release parties. Uh well that does that sound good to you? How long before this stops getting support? Six months, <clears throat> if that. So uh, I was taking a look at um, the sandbox uh, site itself and what it pitches to um, businesses that want to uh, c collaborate with them. It says here, what is land? What is land, Jordan? The thing beneath our feet. I guess so. It says the sandbox metaverse is made up of lands that are parts of the world owned by players to create and monetize experiences. There will only ever be 166,464 uh, 166, lands available, which can be used to host games, build multiplayer experiences, create housing, or offer social experiences to the community. I like all of the, the buzzwords that we have there. There's one thing I like with my video games. It's social experiences. I love it. What can you do with an NFT land in the sandbox? This is the picture. Colonialism. <laughs> yes. You can host contests and events. You can monetize assets and experiences. You can play games that you or others create. You can vote in metaverse governance. People don't vote in real life. Yeah, I've, I'm done with that shit. You can stake sand to earn and customize events. Have you never bought a land before? It's easier than you think. Just check give out, us your credit card number. Check out our extensive online resources to learn more. Join our Discord server to speak directly with the Sandbox community members regarding your questions. Buy land. Use the land to create NFT assets, games, experiences, and more, and then monetize. Make money by selling your creations in the NFT marketplace or charging for access to them. Play to earn. Free to play is so 2010. With the sandbox, you'll be able to monetize the games you create. Play to earn is unlocked through our rewarding model for players and creators who will have strong incentives to play and create with rewards that have real world value. Play games, earn rewards, build games, monetize them, create assets, market them. Explore the NFT lands for sale now, Jordan. What do you think? Does that sound like a, a good time? Have you ever heard of, I know this has happened 
throughout video gaming, online playing history of times where maybe there's a super overpowered player or someone that's really abusive in their like little video game world and like literal real world hundreds of people get in the game on the same time and team up to like either destroy their ship or their Ford or they move in-game currency so that they lose real world money like just to get back at this one person. I've heard of that happening specifically like Eve of Online. Yeah, like a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. What we could do is we can get in on this game and slowly start annexing other people's land and just <laughs> kind of taking little bits and pieces and just trying to get other players to like appease us by giving us more and more. And eventually we take over all of it and plunge the nuclear blast sandbox land into a thousand years of darkness. I like that. Or we turn all 166,464 lands into a giant goatsy. I think that would be a fun thing to do as well. Just a big goat penis. <laughs> um, all of this, uh, you know, if, if, if we're not really big gamers, so to speak. I like a video game now and then, but, uh, you know, I, I, there are people out there that, you know, buy new games and, you know, get involved in stuff. And that's that's not me. Uh, so they're a little bit more sensitive for these free to play and play to earn models than I am. Cause I'm not ever going to fuck around with anything that involves that, but, um, it seems that uh, it's a pretty toxic thing, uh, for everybody involved. Nobody seems to really enjoy that. Also the, with this, the game itself is very, very secondary to the idea of just selling this shit. <laughs> yes. This is all a money-making scheme for nuclear blast and sandbox. So uh, just looking around, trying to learn more about the sandbox, I uh, if you, one of the top results is if you search the sandbox game into Google, is this one guy's video, is the sandbox the worst NFT game ever created? To which I say, probably. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we don't really have a great reputation here. My question is, uh, because I have to ask this all the time, who at Nuclear Blast thought this was a good idea? Who got this pitch and was like, yes, we need to get involved here? It probably costs them very little. And I guess the hope is that there is some sort of return, that they get something out of really doing nothing other than lending their name to this company that may not be around a year from now. Well, I mean, the, the pitch here essentially is like Nuclear Blast. You are a you know venerated uh, record label, one of the the, the very best that, that's ever been. Do you have 1,666 fans that are dumber than fucking shit that we can like fleece here? And the answer that they gave was like, yeah, probably. Let's let's do this. Well, they used to have, I don't know if they do it anymore, but if you bought things off their online store, they gave you what, like nuke points? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And you have to earn like 100,000 nuke points to like buy a CD, you know, for free. So while that's not like NFT stuff, it's brand loyalty. And sure. if you keep buying and you keep watching our stuff, you'll be able to earn free things. Like, wasn't it like Marlboro cigarettes or Budweiser used to have like Bud points? And <clears throat> oh, yeah. if you earn uh, a certain amount, you get to hang out with Spuds McKenzie. I, uh, I had some friends in college that uh, they were a Miller High Life house. That was all they drank there, and they drank a lot of it. So much so that uh, they got points through the catalog to get a cast iron fire pit branded with 
the Miller High Life logo. That thing was sturdy as hell. I'm trying to struggling, struggling to think of how many thousands of dollars of beer that we went through to get to that. <laughs> those are some of those things where it's like, well, they really spent that much money. Here is an actual real good product. We can't give you like, a, we're going to send you a boat and it's like a little floaty thing for your pool. They gave you a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Congress has now said that those kinds of rewards points for beer and cigarettes are illegal, uh, which is a good thing. You probably shouldn't be rewarding that kind of behavior. But uh, for a while there, uh, these companies, they wanted to reward you with killing yourself with their product. And uh, we we love that. <laughs> yeah, I think the problem was that kids started collecting these things. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't want that. But I, with... Uh... <laughs> There were a lot of kids I went to school with that uh, had their parents like Winston jackets and shit like that. <laughs> the uh, early 90s teal Newport cigarettes. Oh, starter yeah. Jacket. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Smooth Virginia Slim flavor. Um, But yeah, sorry. Uh, distracted there. No, yeah, the, the, the nuke points nowhere near as good as that shit. And with this Blastheads thing, you could also get a real world thing with it. What we have uh, we have one guitar dedicated to a Lucky Reaper avatar owner, which I don't think is a real guitar. I think it's like an in-game guitar oh my that your God. character gets to hold. But they will have 39 <laughs> Blastheads t-shirts for all legendary avatar owners. What a great deal. That's awesome. So, so you can get a, t a black t-shirt with white writing, that says blast heads and kind of looks like ghost baths logo. Interesting. Just throwing this out there, Jordan, what if we made those shirts and sold them through the toilet of hell site? <laughs> I think we would sell as many as they're going to get rid of. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right there. Um, <clears throat> this is very shitty overall. Um, so <clears throat> I think that it's our duty to stay up to date with this uh, and hound nuclear blast throughout the year to be like, hey, what's going on with the sandbox? You guys still doing the sandbox? How many avatars have you sold? Maybe if think? we ask real nicely, like if we interview a band live, we'll sometimes get uh, on the guest list or get photo passes. Maybe we can get complimentary avatars. Oh, yeah, that would be so super cool. Uh, I, I don't know if, you know, my uh, my computer can... You know, has the graphical uh, capabilities to run this powerhouse, though. You know, uh, that you, you're rocking with a pretty old laptop too. You know, we we might need to get uh, Nuclear Blast to send us some gaming PCs for this. <laughs> or you'll do what that one guy did in some small town in the middle of nowhere, Texas, is like buy up uh, like a small acre of land and then just build all of your blockchainy computer processing stuff on that, and everyone oh, okay. leaves you alone. Yep. Yep. Here we go. Well, all of this is uh, sad and suspect. It seems like a huge waste of resources. Hell, a waste of your life. But, you know, who am I? Who am I really to judge here? Let's instead talk about a beloved uh, heavy metal band, one of, one of the greatest of all time. You know, let's talk about Megadeth. How do you feel about Megadeth? Mega who? I'm not familiar with this one. Megadeth, we have talked about them over the last several years, um, and it's been always galling uh, that we do it, that we notice that they have another crypto scam cooked up. Uh, Megadeth seems to be 
regularly announcing new NFT crypto deals. Uh, they had Smegma coin. They had um, Vic Rattlehead NFT avatars. They had a bunch of other shit too, didn't they? Yeah, it's when this stuff first started, like random celebrities and like other bands would get in on it because they didn't really know what it was. It's like, yeah. oh, here's a thing I can make money on. Sure, you can put my face on this thing that weirdos will buy. But then the bottom fell out and no one really does that anymore, except for a handful of places like the Sandbox or some bands like Avenged Sevenfold or Megadeth, who are like true believers that this is the future and they're just going to keep on doing it. Yeah. So you and I have been like, why? Who is in his ear telling him to do this? And fortunately, you found this through Cointelegraph, the future of money. What the fuck that is? Um, a news story that tells us exactly why. <laughs> yeah, I get all my news from Cointelegraph.com. Yeah. Um, Cointelegraph.com in the uh, the top banner here, it has a... Uh, like a stock listing of uh, price changes in the uh, the, the top <laughs> yep. uh, cryptocurrencies. Um, real, real, real dumb, real pathetic. Um, and they're all in the red. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm sure that it's all going to turn around any time now. Uh, all of you people that are hodling or whatever are going to make your money back. It's definitely going to happen. Uh, it says here, thrash metal band Megadeth community likens Web3 to, quote, virtual mosh pit in all the right ways. What a great headline. Instead of all the wrong ways, like getting punched in the back of the head <clears throat> by a regulatory company. Yeah. Um, speaking with three members of the Megadeth digital team, Cointelegraph learned how the group, which pioneered the first band website in the mid-90s, is now leading the metal community into Web3. I think i could be wrong here that we're about done with web3 i think web3 is on the way out um all of this seemed to be like it was a you know quick uh money rush flash in the pan type thing that really turned off regular people to a pretty extreme degree uh but uh, according to coin telegraph here which i'm sure has no stake in this whatsoever <laughs> uh we're we're still leading boldly into web3 are we not yeah, there's no no Web 4 coming. It's all Web 3. Yeah. Uh, if these trends continue, a uh, Boy, where do you want to start with this one, Jordan? I could just read through the article a little bit to get to the point of all this. Over the last year, artists, musicians, and creators have been continuing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to embrace the new tools of the Web 3 space to connect with their communities and have more autonomy over work. From Justin Bieber's 2015 hit track company becoming a non-fungible token, NFT, for fan royalty sharing to Michael Jackson's long-lost demo version of his song Big Boy, released on the blockchain as digital vinyl. Digital so vinyl. We love that. That's so cool. That's a real thing that you can have. It's a digital vinyl. I feel like I'm having a stroke. Another big moment came at the end of the year when the American thrash metal band Megadeth launched a new NFT collection aiming to strengthen its community in both physical and digital reality. How'd that work out for it? I mean, they're still doing it. Yeah. Cointelegraph spoke with members of the Megadeth digital team, Isabel Caballero, Julian Valentin, and Alex Root, who have been working to take the community into the Web3 space. According to Valentin... The driving force behind the band's entry into Web3 is 
front man Dave Mustaine. Sure. I believe that he is the front man. <laughs> I believe that he thinks this is a good idea. Uh, sure. Why not? He's always up with the times. Hmm. Cite your sources. And just wants to make sure that he solidifies every part of wherever history unfolds. He did that first by having a website at the beginning of the internet age when everyone was going against it. Was everyone going against it at the beginning of the internet age? Was everyone like, why would you don't do this? Do not make a website. <laughs> Please don't make a website, Dave. Think of the children. Right. Um, As Valentin mentioned, to promote one of its forthcoming albums in the mid 90s, Megadeth created an official website, something no other band had done at the time. So I, rec- the- I recall uh, reading uh, Dave Ellefson's book, and he did mention in 1994, I think that this is correct. I think they were the first metal band to have a website, which is kind of crazy. Um, and at the time, all the guys in the band were encouraged to like log on on the tour bus and like chat with the fans. And this website, if you go to like the Wayback Machine, archives.org, you can find what it used to look like. And it wasn't just Megadeth.com. They were like piggybacking off of another website. It was Hollywoodandvine.com slash Megadeth. And this this is such a weird idea for a website. Like it's actually creative and almost quaint compared to like what we know now. Right. The idea for the website was to be a virtual town in cyberspace called Megadeth, Arizona, where fans could gather in an online community and chat with each other, as well as find out information about Megadeth, including news about their upcoming album, listen to samples from the record, and get info on their tour dates. And if you're very curious, you can look at what this used to look like, and it's it's really something. It really sucks, though. In that, like, I, I look at this; it's fun, like so, actual. Creative people were hired to, you know, create assets for this. Somebody had a vision for what this whole thing would be. Uh, and it's a bit of like retro futurism that just like it's we went the wrong way. We went the way where we devalue all this shit instead. Right. Like uh, they tried to make it like a little town where the chat room is the Megadeth Diner. Yeah. And tried to like make it like a, com- a community, whereas now it's just we're yelling at strangers on social media. Yeah, what websites don't fucking exist anymore? <laughs> Go <Right>. to toilethell.com. <laughs> <laughs> but back to this NFT thing, Caballero said Dave always wanted to incorporate the digital aspect of life into his fans. If he learns about something he thinks that his fans will benefit from, he wants to take it and run with it mm-hmm. and, you know, make a couple bucks off it. Sure. All three said their Web3 initiatives have been successful in converting fans of previous generations who didn't even know what a wallet is, to engage with Web3. Valentin said it has been incredible to see. The Megadeth digital team said they've seen fans come together in online spaces, give back, and help each other. We have people coming in, donating ETH, donating NFTs, teaching one another how to be a part of this, and that's exactly what we want. I mean, yeah, if you teach a man to... You know, you give a man a scam, he, you know, gets scammed for a day. You teach a man to scam, he's scamming for a lifetime. You teach a man a phishing scheme. Yeah. (laughs) Caballero continued by likening the space to a mosh pit. Oh, God. We always bring up the virtual mosh pit, she said. I don't know if you've ever actually seen a mosh pit. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) 
This feels like I just watched it recently, uh, Trading Places, where they're explained, uh, the Dukes are explaining to Eddie Murphy's character, like what the orange trade is. And these commodities, like, yeah. Commodities. And he's, they mention pork bellies, which is used for bacon, as you may find in a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. And Eddie <laughs> Murphy just looks at the camera. That's what this feels like. I don't know if you've ever actually seen a mosh pit, but it looks really aggressive and intense. It's a rager and a lot to take in. But if something happens, someone's right there to pick you up, to stop and to hold your hand, to escort you out of it or get you back rolling and make sure you're okay. Now, I've been in a lot of mosh pits. You've been in a lot of mosh pits. Yep. How many times have you just been blasted in the back by someone and trampled? Most of them. Uh, that was part of the, the, the impetus for me to uh, gain weight and lift weights. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, yes, if you fall, some people will pick you up, but uh, you will also get elbowed in the face by some guy with no neck. Yep, very true. Uh, when, said, do you think that, when do you think the last time there was a mosh pit in a Megadeth show was? Gigantor in the 2000s? Maybe, yeah. It's been, it's been, a, it's been decades at the very least here. Or for like when Lamb of God opens for them. I just thinking about this, like, you know, it's a mosh pit. Let's say that, you know, you get knocked down, you get rug pulled. Somebody pulls a fucking scam on you, empties out your entire, you know, ETH wallet or whatever. Somebody else is there to say like, hey, friend, you know, maybe next time don't click a link that, you know, says that they'll give you uh, free tokens for, you know, just joining their discord. Uh, they help each other out by teaching them how not to get taken advantage of again in the next three weeks. Yeah, I mean, I've been in a mosh pit where I've gotten knocked over and my credit score has been ruined. <laughs> Caballero continued, but oh no, we said that right. Yeah. She said that is exactly the perspective of both the team and the entire community as they it was supposed to be enter this new era of digital spaces with Web3. We're going to be there with you in the middle of the chaos. We're going to educate you. We're going to do the thing. Mm -hmm. But if you fall on the way, you're confused. We're going to hold your hand. We're going to pick you up. We're going to do this together. The team said the new collection, which dropped at the end of December, was still just the beginning of, of what they have planned to bring the metal community into the future. Yeah. Great. Looking forward to it, man. I think that's awesome. Uh, I was looking here at uh, some of those, these uh, team members here. It says that uh, Jillian Valentin is, you know, uh, kind of the uh, creative force behind this. <clears throat> I went ahead and pulled up her LinkedIn just because I was I was curious here. Um, let's see, Jillian Valentin, it's a, she has an about section on her LinkedIn. Jillian Valentin is a talented actor, singer, songwriter, voiceover artist, illustrator, and on-air personality. She has collaborated with renowned artists in pop, hip-hop, and R&B. Jillian is a gallery-shown artist working on her first series called Word of Mouth in physical and NFT form, which paved the way for illustrating and co-writing a children's book series with her sister. Though her work in physical art, sorry, through her work in physical art, uh, she pursued a career in Web3, leading her to be one of the leading ladies in the NFT space. She's currently one of three females leading the NFT collection Queen Apes, they sold Ooh. out their 8,888-piece collection for over $1.5 million in three hours, the second collection of the Apocalyptic Apes. <laughs> She's also partnered with several projects in less than a year. Jillian made a name for herself as an established host for various TV, web TV, and mainstream shows, and rocked the airwaves as a radio host on several stations. 
You can also hear her voice in many national commercials, video games, and mainstream cartoons. Uh, what do we do? So, looking at um, looking at her background here, experience includes uh, singer songwriter from uh, 2008 to present, uh, writer, actor, and producer for her children's series uh, in September of 2017 to now. Uh, voiceover artist for multi no credits anywhere given there uh since november 2019 and web3 project manager for megadeth digital starting in june 2023 to now what do you what do you what, what do you make of that uh resume she is a jill of all trades yeah you know, she does it all i found her imdb page yeah anything on there uh four things uh-huh she was on one episode of Rescue Me as an uncredited patron. Uh-huh. Okay. A short called Just the Beginning. Mm-hmm. A short called Lullaby. And a short called Letting Go. All right. So <clears throat> comparing these things with her about section here, it makes me realize why I was never that successful in business. I think it's because I'm not willing to just blatantly fucking lie about myself the way some people are. You're not liars, and we have at least some form of scruples or morals to not want to completely rip people off. Yeah, so um, this leading lady of NFTs, I got to say, you seem like a bad person. I, I don't I don't want to like paint, uh, paint somebody with a broad stroke here, but uh, uh, I don't trust you to uh like look after my dog for a half hour (laughs) i guess if you can make over a million dollars off of things that don't actually exist that's good enough to help megadeth i mean like we do have the evidence of like who purchased these nfts right and it was entirely money laundering so you helped wash a half a million dollars for the cartel great job jillian (laughs) well i hope they don't ever come back knocking for their cut yeah. Uh I think it's sad when an old man gets taken advantage of uh by these young schemesters. I feel like we need to have like, you know, uh adult protective services check in on Dave Mustaine. Oh yeah, man. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. I'm doing it's okay. You want to buy an NFT? I, I'm still not cons- entirely convinced that uh Dave Mustaine understands what any of this is, are you? I'm sure people just say, yeah, you make money. You don't have to do anything with it. Yeah, that's good. We'll be. handle everything. And he goes, okay. Okay. Okay, sounds good, man. Um, yeah, I, I, it is just, uh, it's good to put names and faces to this absolutely galling scam we keep seeing played out. <laughs> this is who is taking your money. Yeah. Well, I guess so, presumably not your money. Anyone who's listening knows better than to do this. Oh, sure. But- if you are a regular listener of our show and you have bought an NFT, please reach out and tell us all about it. I have so many questions for you. <laughs> Perhaps you have an idiot cousin who may want to do this sort of thing. Um, but let's move on here to uh, even bigger uh, financial scam, uh, if that's okay with you. One of the biggest financial scams of all time, you could say. Yeah, I think so. What do you got for us? A thrash metal drummer cost Elon Musk $56 billion this week. I um, <clears throat> I got to say, uh, you don't ever really expect much out of a drummer, you know, but uh, somebody that could cause that big of a fucking ruckus 
were a huge dickhead. We gotta we gotta give major props. Gotta salute this guy. What's what's the what's his whole deal? So this story was on the PRP and links to CNBC story, and I'll kind of talk about the CNBC story and then relate it back to metal. A Delaware judge on Tuesday voided the $56 billion pay package of Tesla CEO Elon Musk, ruling that the company's board of directors failed to prove that the compensation plan was fair or show much evidence that they had even negotiated with them. Tesla's share price slid about 3% in after-hours trading Tuesday following the news. Blah, 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 blah. The pay package that Tesla granted Musk in 2018 was the largest compensation plan in public corporate history. Mm-hmm. The package made the Tesla and SpaceX boss a centibillionaire and the richest person on the planet. The plan had offered Musk the chance to secure 12 tranches of Tesla stock options, which would vest in the company's market capitalization increased by $50 billion, and Tesla achieved a revenue target. Was the richest person in the world overpaid, asked in the decision? The stockholder plaintiff in this derivative lawsuit says no. He claims that Tesla Inc.'s directors breached their fiduciary duties by awarding Musk a performance-based equity compensation plan. In the final analysis, Musk launched a self-driving process, recalibrating the speed and direction along the way as he saw fit, the judge wrote. The process arrived at an unfair price, and through this litigation, the plaintiffs requests, request a recall. So how does this relate to heavy metal? Well, the person that had sued him is Richard Tornetta, who previously played drums in the band Dawn of Correction. So I'm not really familiar with Dawn of Correction, are you? No, they are on YouTube. Uh, Dawn of Correction Shadows. People can find the video and I see did, him I, playing drums. I did see that. Uh, I think uh, Kim Kelly said she dated one of the members of that band years <laughs> ago. <laughs> My world. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, not familiar. Uh, probably seems defunct by now. But uh, from what I can tell, this guy that used to play drums in this metal band uh, had, I think, nine shares in Tesla. Yes. That's so fucking awesome. <laughs> he found him a better call Saul lawyer who managed to work this way up into costing this mutant of a human being $56 billion going, potentially. Going to like Delaware Chancery Court, whatever the shit that is. <laughs> well, all these companies set up in Delaware because they have extremely friendly uh, laws that help yeah. them skirt paying taxes. Yeah. I mean, De- Delaware is a it's a little beach town tax shelter. That's it. You don't really have any anything else that they're famous for. Um, Screen door factories. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I got to say, like the uh, the whole thing with Tesla, like, uh, I mean, I don't know how closely you followed all of their stock prices and shit like that based on the actual uh, performance that they do. But, you know, the the stock is one of the most uniquely inflated and i think maybe like the history of the stock market based on what the possible returns are for the company it's a meme stock people buy into it for i don't know uh meme like reddit purposes i couldn't tell you exactly it all kind of bank shots on uh tesla creating you know the software that allows for all vehicles to you know do self driving which of course is never ever ever going to happen and one day there will be a harsh correction with the stock price on this, where it will go to where it should be, which is somewhere in the realm of like, I don't know, a couple of bucks. Um, 
In the process, uh, Musk has done all kinds of manipulation with the stock price itself, which you know should be illegal, but you know we have pretty lax financial uh, uh, financial laws in this country. Uh, and in the process, also manipulated all kinds of cryptocurrency assets to you know, further goose up his personal wealth, so he could do things like you know uh, ruin Twitter, <laughs> dig a giant hole in the ground in California, and create what is known as a tunnel. I don't know. This this guy has managed to get away with all kinds of uh, brass shit his entire life, and I feel like he's finally reached the limits of what he can get away with. I know he's rich, but I think that people smell like that money is fragile. That's what I'm getting out of this anyway. A slow but steady unraveling, both financially and mentally for him. Right. Uh, I want nothing but bad things for him, of course, you know. Um mm -hmm. Uh, he's, you know, aside from, you know, all the billionaire shit, he's, you know, incredibly racist, mm -hmm. huge piece of shit, mm -hmm. um, sex past, uh, overall uh, real, real scumbag piece of shit. So anything that can, you know, take $58 billion away from him, I'm going to just uncritically support. Um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see what actually happens with it. But I, I, I want to see this be, uh, the thing that ends, uh, you know, because he, He's investors with Saudi Arabia in Twitter right now. Uh, he's ruined Twitter completely. I, I do want to see him meet the business end of a bone saw. I think that'd be great. <laughs> well, we shall see what happens. Again, MBS. I'm just saying you need blood retribution on this one. <clears throat> uh, but, uh, you know, you think it'll be fine. I think that I think that it'll be another uh, pretty severe blow to him, hopefully leading into, again, accidental overdose, something like that. We'll see. It's not enough, though. It, yeah, it's not enough, but it's the most likely scenario. Yeah, or, you know, he gets locked in one of his cars and it bursts into flames. That would be kind of tight. Um, anyway, I, uh, I I still have not seen a Cybertruck on the road, have you? No, never. I'm still surprised when I see Teslas. I've been seeing them more than usual. Mm -hmm. But at this point, it's like, really? I mean, you know what this guy does. You know that these cars have serious problems and you're still paying out the butt for them. And the answer is, yep. I got into an Uber the other day. It was a, it was a Tesla, and um, I really thought I was going to fucking die on the road. It was one of the most <laughs> unsafe driving experiences I think I've ever had. So what made you feel unsafe in it? Uh, it was pouring, raining, and this guy mm. was fucking gunning it in his stupid Tesla, and I'm like, please do not do, not do this. <laughs> and like some of them, like if it's cold outside, they won't open, or uh, you... You can play video games while driving. It's all sorts of scary, dangerous things, and they're all made poorly. So there I mean, you go. If you're buying one now, you deserve what you get. Just this morning, I was uh, watching video of a guy driving his Cybertruck down the highway uh, while wearing his uh, Apple Vision goggles oh. and <laughs> probably playing some video game on that. Uh, so these are the people that populate the roads Driving is the most singularly unsafe thing you do with any regularity. <sighs> Terrifying to think about, man. We're I really hate getting in the car. <laughs> well, we will see if the heavy metal drummer with nine shares of Tesla can really put a dent in him. It's like those um, sometimes you'll get in the mail. Have you purchased anything from target from 2000 to 2009 if you join our lawsuit you know you may be entitled to 50 dollars. Mm -hmm. maybe we'll get one of these for just 
metal musicians who bought Twitter uh, Tesla stock. I hope so. I, I think that'd be a great way of giving money back to the community. Well, before we uh, we call it on, uh, you know, this episode of mostly financial crimes, is there anything else that you want to discuss? Uh, how about a crime for the eyes and the senses? Uh, all right, I'm interested. What do you What do you got here? So I specifically asked you earlier in this week not to look at something until we did the show okay. so we can get your honest to goodness, true reaction. All right. Maynard James Keenan's 50th birthday concert featuring a perfect circle, blah, 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 blah. He's releasing a CD slash DVD, Cinquanta, a 50th birthday celebration for Maynard James Keenan live. Currently available for pre-order through Hussifer.com, the March 22nd release planned. Now, neither of us care about this music or anything involved with this person. But I'm sending to you right now in our chat the album cover for this. All right. <clears throat> Let's take a look and see what we got. <clears throat> Let's see. Jesus fucking Christ in a hat, dude. Like. Okay, I. <sighs> I know that this is released specifically for sexual reasons, right? Yes. Yes. There are multiple fetishes that we are all looking at right now. If you're looking at this album cover, I do not share any of these fetishes at all. So what I see in front of me is absolutely repellent, but I'll do my best to describe it to you. As we all know, Maynard is a bald Man, he's a very bald man. And I, I guess to play off of that, he has uh, dressed himself as a baby uh, wearing uh, what appears to be a soiled diaper and a bib and put his wrinkly fucking feet right up in the camera's face here. So what you see is a crying baby man uh, wearing a soiled diaper asking you, uh, to jerk off on his toes is that is that what i'm is that what you're getting as well among other things <laughs> this uh this album cover i guess was made specifically for rex ryan and quentin tarantino i mean i realize uh because years ago we were going through the tool subreddit and finding the uh slavering devotion that these uh tool reddit enthusiasts have uh for man james keenan and that they would love to have sex with him Yes. Um, and this is your chance. This is your chance. You know what? It does make sense. I get the logic behind it because this this limited edition uh, release, specifically to celebrate Maynard's fiftieth birthday, is not something that a casual Tool fan would ever fucking give a shit about. You know, if you're the kind of person that just wants to hear sober or whatever, you probably don't care that Maynard turned 50 and did a self-indulgent, uh, you know, event for, for his birthday. Uh, but if you're a super fan, you want that. And you also want the sexual thrill of, uh, ABDL foot fetish shit. <laughs> yes. This is for the super fan that will buy anything. And we know that Maynard and the rest of tool have serious contempt for their fans. Yes. So I suspect part of this is I bet they will buy this ridiculous thing with this picture on it. And yeah, they are right. Yep. They're right. Um, so 
I, I you know the last that I had heard of uh of uh Maynard it's that he was uh getting a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu or some fake bullshit like that so I I think that that's good though this is how I see uh all uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys laying down in their guard position just waiting for a fat guy to punch them in the face <laughs> You know, there's there's no shame in being into any of these things like consenting adults. You're happy. You're all safe. And that's great. But there is shame in wanting to have sex with Maynard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It does uh, remind me there has been a meme for a while going around of like a tool fan wearing a diaper. <laughs> I mean, this is for them. This is this is for all of you. This is what they think of you. They've been down with us since day one. It's uh, it reminds me of that um, uh, Turning Point USA. Uh, yes, on the can in Kansas, uh, the whichever can Kansas campus they were on. Uh, by the way, this event uh, put on by Caitlin Collins, the the Gun Girl. Uh, she, this was part of her things. Uh, they had a bunch of these young conservatives uh, wearing diapers sitting in a playpen, saying that uh, this is actually what the uh, cancel culture uh, babies on campus look like it looks like us these young conservatives wearing diapers in public uh, one we're gonna of the show, we're gonna show you yeah, by dressing is, up in diapers in public this is what you look like you look ridiculous uh, one of the funniest right wing stunts I think I've ever seen um, and it's cool that I think that's actually what uh, Maynard unironically did <laughs> I mean, he's a big anti-cancel culture guy. Maybe that's where he got the idea for this. You are the ones who are the babies. Look at me in my diapy. Yes. Yeah. In my nappy, if you will. <laughs> the most shocking thing out of all of this is that he's only 50 years old. He looks like shit, man. I, I really thought he was in his 60s. Same. Because like Danny Carey uh, from his police report a couple <laughs> of years ago, he is in his 60s. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened to Maynard. Uh, I guess it's all of the uh, wine filled with bacon grease. I don't know. It's, it's some upset. sort of Benjamin Button situation, but he stopped getting older or younger. He just looks like a raisin. <laughs> well, what do you think? Have we had enough body shaming on this episode? I suppose for now. Well, join us next time. Uh, when we find another guy to make fun of his appearance, uh, we'll probably also find some uh, light financial crimes that nobody will really do anything about. Uh, and we'll continue this cycle until until things really fall apart, I guess. Yeah, it's the slow death march to episode 500. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, as mentioned earlier on in the episode, if you liked this, you can get more episodes over at the Patreon, specifically doing our Fantasy Label Ball series with nuclear blast if you want us to hear go if you want to hear us go through the entire nuclear blast roster and say nice and or very mean things about every single band on it that's how you should do it uh most bang for your buck for shit talking i would say absolutely uh also uh we have a discord uh if you want to get on there and fuck around with the people that hang out on the discord uh let us know we'll give you access there Anything else we need to tell folks? Uh, if you purchased a shirt, you, it should either be in the mail or you should have it by now. We've already seen some pictures of people wearing them, and they look very nice. 
Uh, stickers have also been mailed out for anyone that has ordered them. We do have, uh, I think, a few more shirts and a few more stickers. Should you be interested, you could email us at totalhell at gmail.com or totalhellradio at gmail.com. Say hi, ask questions, throw stories our way, whatever you want. Uh, if you want to help out the show, tell people about it. The more people that listen, the better it is. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Blue Sky, Instagram. Come say hi if you feel like it. And that's about it. Oh, if I gave you a shirt and you didn't pay me, please pay me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good business plan. Here's a shirt. You asked for one. Oh, shit. You were supposed to give me money. I am not meant for the business world, man. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you all next time.
listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush.